This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. This is On the Block, live from the Mercado by Certified Meat Piedmontese at 84th and Havelock. We'll be out here until 6 p.m., so come on by. Strick is here, live on location. Come say hi to the Husker Hall of Famer. Uh, special for today only. Buy one, get one free on all gelatos and sorbettos. So you got that deal going on for you. And, you know, it is this is the, the Mercado after all. So get cuts of meats like the Porterhouse, the T-Bone, the Boneless New York Strip, Filet Mignon, Tomahawk, Cowboy Ribeyes, and more. Come on down to the Mercado. Uh, the Mercado, by the way, is open seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And I think we're getting some goodies right now. So we're very excited about that. Uh, by the way, also tomorrow, Husker Autograph Series out here from the Mercado. Kenzie Knuckles and Lexi Rodriguez of the Husker Volleyball Team. Of course, national champion runner-ups last year uh, will be out here signing autographs from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. So that will be uh, very exciting. Uh, and uh, maybe if you Come on out here, uh, you know, up until 6. Strick will give you a, a picture or an autograph or something. Uh, we'll see what, it, what we can get doing. Our, but we're at least going to get some some nice stuff to munch on there, as we did last time. Uh, we're excited about that. Strick, uh, welcome back to Lincoln. You've been on the ticket a little bit uh, here the last couple of days. Uh, we had you in the studio yesterday. Uh, we're jumping on the shows this morning. How's, uh, how's the trip to Lincoln been? Well, the trip has been phenomenal, actually. Um, Got a chance to spend some time with my guy, Rashawn Jackson, today yeah, on the captain. The captain. One on one with DP and um, uh, Everest and, and just that crew. It was great. So I was literally in studio pretty much all throughout the morning. The only one I didn't get to hang out with is the early morning guys. Yeah, that's I didn't get though. to say shut up, Simple, <laughs> this morning. I really was looking forward to telling Simple to shut up. But no, I didn't get a chance to do that one. Um, but, yeah, it's been good, man. It's always great to get back home. Obviously, the weather was phenomenal yesterday, and then all of a sudden it did a schizophrenic thing that it normally does sometimes here. It oh, yeah. From, it went from a high to low. We're here at the Certified Piedmontese, uh, the Mercado right now, man. This is this – is, hey, listen, this is the spot to be. I enjoy when we get a chance to do a show here. But oh, most importantly, I get to enjoy doing a show right next to my partner, Jake Bakovin. The Boxster. That's right. That's most importantly. I'm going to start doing the intros uh, to kind of just play off the fact uh, that maybe I haven't done quite as much of you in my life. I was going to say, uh, as a show, we've combined for over 3,500 points in the NBA. So that's, uh, you know, that's pretty good. I didn't really contribute to that. But uh, also about, you know, 200 <laughs> points in our Lincoln Rec League basketball. So I don't know how much points you have in that league, but uh, I might Not have you many. beat there. <laughs> There's not many in that one. <laughs> See, so yeah, there's uh, everybody's got their own accomplishments out here, and uh, uh, so maybe you can get my autograph too if you want to. If you you want to be a mediocre Le- Re- Lincoln Rec League player, that you didn't that get might to do something, something that I didn't get to do, and you got a chance to visit a spring game out there at USC. That's true. Yeah. See, Hang it doesn't out matter. And see SoFi there. Arena, and yeah. all that, or, or stadium, and all that good stuff. I, that's stuff I didn't get a chance to do. So yeah, yeah we've all got our own experiences, uh, you know, and we've all got our different <laughs> paths to take, and it's been fun. But both, but either way, it's both brought us here, and I think. 
that we do an excellent show. We're going to continue to try to do that one uh, for you today. Uh, the topic of the day, basically, on uh, on 93.7 The Ticket has been NIL and kind of the deals that are going wild. A lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, Miami basketball star Isaiah Wong has uh, threatened to enter the transfer portal if he doesn't get a bigger NIL deal. Uh, for what it's worth, he has the same NIL agent, which is apparently legal. You can have an NIL agent. You can't hire an agent for the pros, but for your NIL opportunities, has the same agent as Baylor, Baylor Shireman, who is uh, a highly regarded uh, transfer uh, out of South Dakota State that Nebraska uh, is on the finalist list for the top ten there. So you wonder if that deal is going to come down to shopping kind of the NIL thing. Um, for, for Nebraska, it's going to be important, I think, tomorrow with O'Shawn Mathis' uh, deal there. But where do you kind of come down on all of this? Is, is it's, uh, it's, it seems to be split. Uh, college fans, uh, I don't know if it's right down the middle, but one way or the other, some people think, it's good. It's going to add excitement, especially for the offseason where there's never any dry period. There's going to be transfers entering in and out. And, and, um, but others feel like maybe that opportunity is not going to be great for um, continuity on some of these teams as far as you know, getting to know your players, thinking they bleed your color schools uh, or your school's colors, uh, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, where do you kind of land on, on where this, is, where this is, is taking us here in what, year two of NIL? So the thing is, is my, my issue is it's not black and white. And so a lot of us, just like in politics, just like in relationships, like if something happens in a relationship between the husband and the wife or the girlfriend and the boyfriend, normally the family takes sides with whoever, no, no matter how right or wrong in most cases. Oh, yeah. in, in a lot of cases where the issue may not be necessarily, not necessarily a black and white issue, sometimes the story is not fully told. Um, side of the story. Yeah. yeah. So, so the, so then everybody kind of falls into their own corners, takes a biased position. And then at that point you don't really get any full discussion because it's not necessarily black and white. It falls in some gray area. I tend to say that it, it's, you know, I heard some of your discussion a little bit earlier. I've heard some of the discussions on the shows earlier as well. I tend to fall in the, in, in that it's, if you're not a professional follower of sports, that's where you tend to like and, and keep, want to keep the purity and the innocence of the, uh, the amateur aspect of the NCAA, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so what you tend to do in the past for the NCAA, you normally would get behind players that are involved there that supposedly bleed the blood of whatever that or, uh, university is and the university because that's where your heart strings are yeah. pulled at, right? Whereas now it's becoming very professional as uh, uh, there's an aspect to it that's professional. And so now you're looking at it from a standpoint of they're really, what are the reasons that they're here for? You're starting to try to have those types of discussions. Are they here just because they're trying to make, but they are, they're there because they're trying to make money. They're trying to prepare themselves for whatever the next level of getting that money is. However long that is one year, Two years, four years, three years, whatever that is, right? Well, the so time that, is hot. I mean, it's it, right there. <laughs> so now it's all preparation for that. There's negotiations. Now universities have to make a different decision. <clears throat> they have to do their research. It's not just recruiting someone for specific talents. But in the past, they've been able to make a lot of money. Universities have been able to do very well. Oh, yeah. And... Lots of jerseys have been sold. Lots of, you know, shorts and yeah. paraphernalia. Coaches, coaches, and coaches are going through the roof, right? Yeah. They, everybody's benefited off the back of the young men and women. 
And I'm not, I'm, listen, I understand the amateur aspect of it, but I wasn't involved in it because I was a professional that happened to just be playing. So I can't be one that speaks from a way of experience, but right. I am one that can take the aspect of these kids are actually benefiting from the work that we've done over the years. Oh, right? yeah. We've been able to raise the prospects uh, in, in years before me of these young men mm -hmm. that are now being able to do what they're doing. Kudos to them. They, they're being paid back for what we weren't able to acquire. Yeah. I mean, we didn't get pennies. No. Well, we didn't got, get a few hundred dollars. You, you yeah. got Pell Grants. You got scholarships. You got many Many scholarship yeah. checks. Yeah. But you got the scholarship. Yeah. That's, that's fine and dandy. But you couldn't work. Right. Right? You and, were working. Your full-time job was the sport. And so, you're, so, in essence, you're saying that my books, my room, my board – is all what I'm worth. Yeah. But my social, my social life was to the heels in there. And then there were some that were fortunate. There, you have a lot of kids that are suburban kids, maybe, or some kids that were, you know, blessed to have some mm -hmm. very good high school lives and live live pretty modestly and well. They were able to, you know, get some benefits from that. You know, mom and dad were able to send them down something every now and then. My, yeah. you know. Uh, my parents were okay. If I needed something, I could get that. But there are a lot that didn't have those same situations. So yeah. that's where you find yourself. It, it is like, that is the one part about it that I do feel a, a little bit uh, weird is you know, is that, you know, and, and Adrian Martinez is well known. He made some pretty good money on NIL, NIL money. And he, he had a solid career and all that. We all know about, uh, you know, not adding up to the enough victories. And that's why he's off to Manhattan. But in any case, uh, you can't argue that he's the quarterback that Eric Crouch was. You can't argue he's the quarterback that Tommy Frazier or Turner right. Gill or any of those guys, you know, most of those guys, Scott Frost, his own coach, uh, was before him. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's kind of like the current athletes are, benefit offing, uh, are benefiting off of what, what has been done, you know, the work that's been laid for years and years and years. But, you know, that's, that's how it is almost in every industry, I guess, until you make the breakthrough. Um, and the breakthrough has been had, and, and it, it is. I think you're right on one thing that you said is that I think it probably depends on where you fall um, as far as, you know, if you do enjoy pro sports or if the aspect of um, what people would say is the me type of culture over we, the sport, the team, um, has turned you off from pro sports, and that's why you like college athletics. Well, now that idea is kind of bleeding into college athletics, and it might turn you away from it. And, and I can understand that, but at the same time, um, if you do follow pro sports, you will, you will learn very quickly that, the, the, that as much as you want those players to be very dedicated and, and completely onside with the franchise that they play for, the franchise doesn't have that same sort of diligence or the same sort of uh, uh, loyalty toward those guys. You know, they can be traded at any time. Cut. They cut, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, so it's – it's. Uh, it, it's it, 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 that always kind of struck me as, as kind of weird when people were turned off by that. But, you know, it's always it, – it's like any – you know – it, it, it is. It almost is coming down to a job, and that's what people don't like about it for college athletics is that, you know, when, when you can understand it in pro sports, right? If somebody's offering, you can – and I've said this for years. I, I hate the Yankees. I'd never sign with the Yankees. Well, if I was a professional athlete and they offered me two more million dollars than my beloved Red Sox, 
I got to look out for me. I'm in pinstripes. I'm going out there and hitting home runs. I don't care anymore about what, my, right. what I wanted as a fan. Um, so, I, I, and I know that can be frustrating, um, but it, you know, you have to look out for yourself. And, and you know, those, and that's like in any job. If you're out there, uh, you know, working, you know, whatever it may be, out, you know, if you get a competitor that offers you a little bit more, you might want to take that um, if the prospects are better for you. So, it, it's just kind of interesting how we all kind of view it. Um, I, I, I do think that that probably hurts those fans but it is a wake-up call and it is uh you know it, it's been um I, I think there's been a veil over this amateur athletics thing that hasn't been there for a long time and i've argued it for years the universities are the ones that benefit off of it this university system basically college football is a, a league that's been uh very well run as far as getting publicity and, and and really cementing itself as part of the culture of the united states to me the universities for years have been kind of just grandfathered into the whole thing like they're connected it helps kind of the loyalty aspect aspect for some fans that went to the university. So there's benefits to it. But um, to me, I, it never made sense to me. If you're talented enough to play college ball, um, why do you also have to sit in an economics class? And if you don't, you know, if you get a D, why should that interrupt what you're doing on the football field? I, I always thought that was kind of strange. And for, the, for those that maybe don't, uh, again, need to open your eyes to the fact that you don't see a whole lot of guys sitting out. I guarantee you throughout the, if you took 250 guys or whatever, you know, 125 guys at random off of, off, out of college, um, they'd probably have more grade problems than the, than the, the guys on, on the team do. Well, that's because things are kind of maneuvered around at times um, to, to help that out. So there's, there's always been um, something, you know, kind of in between or some sort of problem with what you view as amateur athletics to begin with and, and kind of, mar you know, marrying that with the university, the co this college system, all that. And uh, now I think it's just being brought to light a little bit more. And it might turn some people off and it will be harder for team, you know, team building. But uh, I, I think it's ultimately better for the kids to finally get the opportunity to, to more than anything is make money off their name. It was always silly that you couldn't uh, sign autographs or, you know, lend yourself to a car dealership or whatever um, because the NCAA would just overlord you. And, and so, like, guys that would be, you know, the Tommy Frazier's back in the day or yourself, I mean, big-time names, um, just were restricted from doing that stuff where in any other job, you know, that's just kind of a side gig. Go, you know, sure, go ahead, go make some money. And see, that's the thing is a lot of people don't understand the time, the work, and all the hours that applied, that it is a freaking job. It is a, it is a freaking job. It is, it is sometimes eight, ten hours a day that most, most people are spending. And so um, if you don't look at it from that standpoint, yes, you're looking at it for preparation, trying to get to whatever the next level is, but also you got to look at the hours that are spent because you've got to spend hours with your, with your, um, with your room, wide receiver, running back, lineman, oh, yeah. whatever. you got to spend hours with your um, side of the ball, offense or defense. you got to spend hours on the field. you got to spend hours in the weight room. you got to spend hours in the training room. you got to spend hours in study hall. you got to spend all these things yeah. as hours that amount up to a full day and then totally get like uh, maybe a few hundred bucks in a, <laughs> in a yeah. scholarship check. You know that I mean, I, I never thought that was right in any form or fashion, and and I had a balance in that I would hope that they would have got some form of a statement, um, but they went a little bit further. They went into an NIL. Now it's negotiable. Any and everybody on the team can negotiate their their worth, 
yeah. on what they feel is, is out there for them and what that worth level is. And so that's where we're at today, and, and that's not going to change. Standards are being set. We'll see if they're met. We'll see if some regulatory um, parts will be put in place for it. I still think there still needs to be a side of regulatory issue to make sure that it's it, it doesn't provide just uh, up and go all the time. It's just not this, you know, jump, 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 jump type yeah. of method where, you know, at a certain amount of time you have a, a, you know, a time to do that. But then there's a restriction or there's some type of penalty that comes with that if, if they happen to continue to jump too much. Yeah, and that's what they, they, they kind of set up again. You get the one-year free transfer where you can you know, go anywhere you want and play uh, right away, but then after that you're going to have to sit out. So it's not like you can just jump yeah. around from school to school without any sort of penalty. I know uh, Nathan has a question there back in the studio. Nathan, you ready for it? Yeah, I've, uh, I've said all my piece. I don't want to get too much into it. I just wanted to say one thing that I really disagreed with you on, Bach. When you're saying I don't know why it matters if a player gets a D in a, school, in a class and they should be more focused on football. Well, you're going going to school for free you have the same academic standards as every other student so you should be able to meet a certain requirement if you go to school for free it's still about school at the end of the day 90 percent of those athletes are going to have to have something to fall back on the football scholarship is giving you an opportunity to have that education have something to fall back on but that was not my question that was just me reiterating uh something that you said off of that uh the question that i have for you guys do you think that there should be some type of salary cap because the one different thing i think are what we're all thinking about right now is college football compared to the nfl and in the nfl professional athletes do stick to these teams because there is a salary cap there's a max amount of salary that each team has but i think the issue you're going to run into is schools like Nebraska probably falls in this Nebraska Alabama Clemson they're going to have so much more money than these other schools that these other schools just going to get left in the dust yeah, I, I, that's a good question. And, and for what it's worth, again, I, I do like you pointing that out uh, because that's good as the system is now. But I guess my point that I failed to say for the school part of it is that I always thought it was kind of optional. Like like I said, I think that the, the, the football kind of outgrew the connection to the university necessarily. So I always thought if you wanted to be part – if you wanted a scholarship, great. Go to school, get your scholarship. But if you didn't necessarily want it, maybe you should get what the scholarship was worth and then go play for the football team. I don't see necessarily a problem there, but of course that would kind of change uh, again the athletics as we see it in the NCAA and the structure. And, and maybe that, who knows? Maybe that's down the line. We'll kind of see there. Uh, but as far as his question, a salary cap. Um, what are your thoughts on that? That would be hard to to do. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I could see it. You know, you're kind of looking at, uh, as opposed to Major League Baseball, where they don't have a seller cap. You have your, your dominant teams that can spend all the money, and then you have uh, uh, your other, you know, the Marlins or somebody that has uh, their whole roster uh, can't uh, pay for one Yankee. Uh, I think you might see a similar thing, certainly, for, uh, you know, I, and I don't know what a poor school, you know, <laughs> I guess any of the Big 12 schools compared to the, the Power Five's uh, uh, top schools, the, the, uh, the, like you said, the Texas's, the USC's, the Alabama's the world. Yeah, Texas Techs. You got your Texas Techs. Yeah. And you, you got your – thank you. We've got your, your Baylors. I mean, they've got that good, you know, private money. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, how, how does um, – even in LSU, how do they compete with uh, uh, Bama? How does uh, – Texas A&M's got a great private system of money because they deal with the military and, right. you know, industrial complex. So – you know, so some of those those industries, depending on where you're at, like St. Peter's has no chance. Right. You know what I'm saying? Those types of teams have no chance. Cincinnati would have no chance against uh, – Xavier would have no chance. Creighton, Creighton could do pretty you know, well yeah. for what they do in their system. 
Um, so, yeah, you're right. It's going to be an imbalance. And how they balance that out, like Nate's point, there's, you know, maybe creating some form of a cap, which then would limit the decision-making that they have. And it would give kind of an equi equivocation across the board on all schools has a certain amount of money that they can apply. You want to give your full back to, you know, the majority of your back to the quarterback? Maybe you got a receiver out here. There's a balance of that. And then the quarterback has a decision to make. Well, I may go here because the bag is a little bit bigger because of the cap is a little bit bigger. So maybe I'll go to Louisiana State. They've got a bigger. So now it makes equivalence across the board to an Alabama. Alabama's already given it to Bryce. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For your second tier guys, this is what's available. I, I don't know how that would work. It would just be so incredibly difficult. Be, again, because the NIL isn't an organized fund from the university. Yeah. Uh, if you capped it, how would you go like to monitor it? If you capped it, how would you monitor it? And then how would like you would would you stop the ticket from coming in and saying, "Well, I know it's capped, but we want to give this guy, you know, we want uh, him to have an opportunity to have a show here, uh, and we want, or we, you know, we want to give, you know, just the smallest thing, you know, somebody to say." Well, I want to give this athlete ten dollars. Or we're seeing like the monetization um, that people are doing on uh, like Open Doors. We'll, we'll link you up to. Well, yeah, that. But just like you know, you could say Happy Birthday online for thirty bucks. Are you gonna you're gonna cap that? You know, I, I don't. I, I think that that would be pretty difficult to do and hurt the hurt the teams that are most invested in. I mean, th that's why I like this whole thing for Nebraska is that Nebraska has the interest, has the businesses around uh, that want to, to – because these guys are stars in Lincoln, you know, and, and that's not necessarily the case. Uh, Caleb Williams, even out there at, the, at USC, he, he said part of the reason he likes USC is that he can go into a restaurant nobody knows who he is. Mm -hmm. And in Norman, he can't, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's a little bit of a difference there. But uh, uh, it's just – it's kind of interesting. I think it would be incredibly difficult to have a, some sort of – salary cap um and uh, i i don't know if that would be great because then I think what is the what is the what is the purpose now for the ncaa <laughs> you see what i'm saying again it's it's there for the small type of rules to say something like you can you so, can't transfer and play right away that sort of thing the, uh, at, for the second time there's not a whole lot there for, for it, the but big business of what they are and yeah. what they make oh yeah and what they pay to their top they're getting paid to do what? See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's maybe some of these implementations is something where hopefully their brain trust would be able to create, figure out a way for them. Maybe that's something I should do, man. Figure out a way for the NCAA, the NCAA to be relevant because right now, what is their relevance? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I mean, they, they have the name, they have the, the structure. I mean, they put together the, the NCAA tournament, obviously. Um, but th that's why there's been rumors for years. It's like, what if one day the, the SEC and the Big Ten wake up and say, let's just break away from the SEC or the NCAA. We can create our own rules. Again, this would be something, you know, that those universities have to be involved with. There'd be a lot of decisions to be made. But there has been uh, thoughts that maybe the NCAA um, has been getting in the way so much. And, and now it's just – it's not necessarily that it's a problem. It's just that it doesn't have much of a – purpose <laughs> um, right um, but I mean it will still come down hand hand down you know your slaps on the wrist and stuff like that so we'll see what the NCAA's future is in all of this but there, there certainly could be a break off from the power five or uh, whatever you know to, to create an NFL like league without the NCAA I think that's could be possibility down the line unfortunately we're up against it so we're gonna have to take a break here but we are live from the Mercado by certified Piedmontese at 84th and have luck this is on the block Strick is here on location so some can come say hi to the Husker Hall of Fame 
game or a long time NBA vet will be out here until six. So come out, say hi to us. And uh, while you're out here, buy one, get one free on all gelato and sorbettos. And of course, it is the Mercado, so you can get cuts of meat like the Porterhouse, T-Bone, Boneless, New York Strip, Filet Mignon, Tomahawk, Cowboy Ribeyes, and more. That's all here at the Mercado. We'll be right back here on the block. <laughs> 